Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Adventures in the Creative Industries. I am Eric Cravaglia, your one-man band, and today, after a little hiatus, we're back with Dan Castro, Animation Director. Dan and I already sat down about a year ago for another episode, and today, instead of talking about his journey that we touched on already, we focused solely on personal projects. I am big on personal projects. This podcast is my personal project, amongst all that I'm doing. And Dan is the same. He's an animation director, so for him, it's all about telling stories. And his personal projects, more often than not, have been successful. I've, oh, I've seen a level of success, shown in festivals, uh, got Vimeo staff peak, features on some of the biggest online publications, like It's Nice That or Motionographer. And his work is unique and it's so about mental health. I think he's gifted in telling stories that have to do with that. And this short really hit home for me because he focuses on body image issues for a male audience. For me, we talked about this in the podcast already in the past. We touched it with different guests. Body image is a real, it's a real issue, it's a real uh, crutch for a lot of people. And, and seeing this short for me was something so relatable. I really felt it watching it for the first time. And I couldn't wait to sit down with Dan and just talk about his approach to personal projects, talk about this personal project in particular. And it was interesting to hear that Dan has a complete different way of looking at personal projects. And I'm not going to spoil it. I'll let you listen to the episode and I hope you'll enjoy it. Uh, a wee disclaimer though, the episode is very explicit. There is a lot of swearing in the short and we do swear occasionally in this podcast too. So if you're sensitive to that, I would say maybe tune off. I wanted to say as a side note, if you listen to this podcast, just get in touch. Drop me a message on Twitter, on Instagram. I love to hear from you. I love to hear what you think about it, how I can improve it and everything that you think is worth sharing with me because the more I speak with you, the listeners, and the more makes this project worthwhile for me as as a personal pursuit for whatever this is. I'm not sure yet, but I'm, I'm still working it out. I'm still working it out. So uh, that said, I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. And here we go. Dan Castro. Hello. I wanna, what I want to discuss is, first of all, where did the story come from? Why did you decide this? And how the story shaped and morphed into what it is now. And go. <laughs> okay, no pressure. You're gonna have to remind me of those three questions later on. But, I will um, do. I will chase you down. Like I, like I've had a an issue with my body image, um, like basically my entire life, like since since I can since I can feasibly remember, uh, and I. I uh, it, it, it's particularly prevalent at, fe- at moments when I'm kind of feeling a bit guff anyway. And I, I start to kind of focus a lot of that energy on on my body and, and feeling like, oh, you know, you look this way, you look that way, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and, and actually, really, what happened was a conversation with my, with, with my partner, Alex. And she, she uh, said, well, why don't you just why don't you make a thing about that if you're worried if you're trying to think about what the next thing you're making is why don't you try and figure out why that you have that like this feeling you know what's this where's this come from um and actually she was she was totally right Uh, instead of long story short instead of just talking about it to myself i i wanted to I should actually be channeling some of my energy into trying f- to figure out w- what that is, and that, however, in whatever form that took. So, uh, like, I knew that I wanted to have a kind of a sort of not necessarily documentary, but like uh, that was that was the starting point. Um, and and from that, I st- I started interviewing other men talking about their issues that they have. Um, so I interviewed my dad, I interviewed um, a, an athlete called Martinez, who's absolutely amazing and runs the, the um, blog 300 pounds and running, which is like, I highly recommend it and check out his podcast as well. It's really, really inspiring, really, really interesting. Um, a couple of friends, uh, like I know that have had issues of some sort with their body. And as I was talking to all these guys, it was really, really interesting listening to them talk because First of all, the reason this is ma- this is male centric is that uh, I um, obviously I, like I am a man, like I identify as a man, um, and I see a lot of work out there at the moment, particularly at short film festivals and things like that, 
spaces that I kind of dip in and out of that that is starting to talk about female beauty and female body positivity and all that kind of stuff and, and like um Jamila Jamil's um like I weigh stuff that she does on uh, uh Instagram um her like it's not like body positivity so much as not body negativity like we should all just be we just are who we are you don't which I, which I think is really I can't remember the specific words that she uses but the way she talks about the fact that it's not body positivity I think is really really interesting what's this person uh, uh Jamila Jamil okay how do you spell it uh i uh don't know okay, don't know off the top of my head that's poor, poor and i'm probably pronouncing her name wrong which is like horrendous of me this is not going well yeah but i'll send like i'll send you some links and you yeah, can yeah, put them links on underneath in the, in the show notes. basically like i underscore way on instagram mm-hmm. is a it's, it's like a positive space for okay. um for everyone anyway body wise uh and so i started talk, listen, talking to these men um and and that combined with the fact that i didn't see a lot of men talking about their body image and I didn't see myself represented anywhere and I, I realized there was a lot of different things kind of going on and I, I it didn't really resonate with me like even when I like as someone that my, my, my fundamental problem is that I feel fat a lot of the time I feel fat whatever that whatever that means um and I was was looking for for I was speaking to men who have a similar sort of problem and quite interesting sometimes the problem that I got is in in starting that conversation is yeah but you're not so you you don't understand which yeah. is which is really interesting because it, it, and and almost on the, the the flip side of that is that people going it's, it's it's both people telling me that I'm not and it's yeah. either people telling me that I'm not and and therefore I can't understand what they're going through, which is a, a legit like mm-hmm. thought process to have. Or it's people saying, "But you're not, so why are you worried about it?" And both of those uh, uh, kind of bits of conversation m- entirely miss the point. Completely, yeah, yeah. To me, which is that, which is, but but I do. So, like a little side note that I want to say: mm-hmm. that the way that I'm talking about this is is only the way that I'm talking about it from my my perspective. And like, if I say if I say fat, I mean that in terms of like like my version of whatever my version of that is like I don't yeah. want to um because it's something that's quite sensitive to that people are sensitive to I don't want to start any conversations around I'm sure I use words incorrectly all the time is basically yeah. what I'm saying I'm, I'm with you I'm the same I like it, it's, we're not using fat as a negative connotation here we're just saying being overweight and like I don't think the way you feel with that yeah and like I'm not an expert that's the other thing to yeah. say like my two sort of disclaimers are that and the fact that I'm not an expert so I have no idea what I'm talking about I can only talk about this from my perspective um and uh, yeah so like I say the language was probably wrong and it's not meant to be derogatory or anything like that no. at any point um it's just our purely our experience and you know, all the way we see it and we felt and we experience it yeah kind of yeah um uh, and so I I kind of I started writing down all the moments in my life that I could remember at points where people had, had said something about my body or I'd overheard something about my body or I'd felt something about my body to try and f- figure out what it is, like where this comes from, where this um, feeling started. And then I wrote this whole version of this film. I have so many drafts of this film like you would not believe. How many? Oh, like I, I, I couldn't tell you. There are so many versions of this script um, going around and... and, and of a script going around, I should say, because this isn't scripted. Um, because I was just writing a totally different film, and it was a it was a documentary with other men at one point, um, and then it was a, a fictional a sort of semi or like an autobiographical fictional type thing where it was like me putting all these moments that happened in my life in context, um, and I spent months and months and months doing this. Can you tell me more or less in a year? Uh, from start to finish mm, 10 months 10 months ish but you very more sure. like if you include lots of other bits more or right. less a year I have a very slow um, I have a very slow ramp into a project and then I start making it and it's, and it's done in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and that's something I need to work on is my it's just having the confidence in an idea to just go with it because this idea that I had that, that became the film was basically the first idea I had for it it was only really through talking to uh, like Pablo Clark and yourself mm-hmm. and people like that that I actually sort of started to start to realise what wasn't working about what what I was making and it, and it wasn't there was just something about it that wasn't really 
hitting what I wanted it to. Mm. And again, part of that feeling was like that I didn't, it wasn't getting across the message to me that I wanted. Um, alongside all of this stuff mm-hmm. or towards the end of the year, uh, I, I started going to therapy. Mm-hmm. I started seeing a therapist or a counsellor or I, I'm not even, I'm not really sure what the difference counselor, between the two is. Counsellor, therapist, you started talking to someone. Yes, I started talking to someone about it and, and it sort of started off as kind of research but actually very quickly became just me going to counselling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Which is great, you know. And actually through those conversations in that in counselling, coming out of that so positively, mm. like I very rarely came out of a session feeling negative and I realised I was super lucky with the connection that I made with the the person who was doing my counseling mm. um, because I know it doesn't work for everyone and you know um, that I, I came out of it we raised can a lot I, of questions sorry I'm going to open cross bracket just, this is a, like a little disclaimer I see all the time like if you don't find com- comfort in your therapist and your counsellor you can change it no problem go see other people oh, exp- exp- experiment yeah. with this because it's um, it's important that you find a good connection sorry but you, don't, but you don't have to give up on it do you no, know what I mean that's, that's the thing that's going mean, to like, a lot of people trying. my dad included like give up on therapy because they don't like the, they don't get in with the person and yeah that's it's a shame like, no don't do that it's a real shame and that's you know personalities you know it's not yeah uh, anyway so I like I was going to therapy and as I came out of that I or, or I was always really positive and we raised a lot of really interesting questions in there and a lot of, as you know, like a lot of mm. like counselling and therapy is essentially, like you said, reframing the conversation yeah. and readdressing the language we use and and remembering. It's about remembering to do stuff. It's yeah. about remembering to do all these things. And actually, the there was a moment when I was getting really frustrated towards the end of my, my sort of counselling period Mm -hmm. there was a moment when I was when we were talking and and we kind of boiled down what it was I was trying to say and in counseling we said but because I'm not a fat cunt Mm -hmm. like why why do I always address myself as a fat cunt because I'm not a fat cunt Mm -hmm. um I don't know if you're going to bleep these C-bombs out. No. So it's, (laughs) it's I'm just gonna put the explicit just a disclaimer at the front yeah Yeah. um but those, it was very specific. The language that I used was very, very specific. Mm. Um, and there was a, just a moment in counselling where my, my, my counsellor said, well, just stop there for a second. Mm. Pa- just pause. And I want you to sit quietly and I want you to just think about you saying to yourself, but I'm not a fat cunt. Mm. And there was just this kind of moment where I was like, yeah, that's, le- that's legit. And so that was kind of the thing that sparked the, the film in the form that it is, is just having a moment of like having to remember that and having to uh, sit and listen to that and confront it, mm. confront the negative stuff and sit and listen to the positive stuff as well. Because positive stuff is hard. So that, so that's kind of like where um, the, 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 the sort of the, the core bit of it came from. And I realised there's, there's three versions of the film that I want to make. Mm-hmm. There's, the, there's the film that's like, that is the sort of more fictional, like more um, uh, kind of beautiful world building type stuff. There's the documentary about other men, which I think is, there's still mileage in that. And I think there's something really interesting about talking to other guys about their stuff. And then there's this one film that I wanted to make that was just a reminder. It's the simplest possible way that I could tell this story. And it was to remind myself, only me, like not for anyone else. This is just for me. Remind myself of A, what that negative voice sounds like and and almost how preposterous it is. Mm. And B, that I don't have to listen to it. And that that kind of became what the f- the film as it is, and so I I, I started um, recording audio diaries of myself somewhere during this process. I started recording audio diaries um, and standing in the mirror with no clothes on, like literally poking mm. at stuff and uh, tr- trying to like again talk about my, my relationship with my body with me and all this kind of stuff. And and eventually this one this one story came out of that, which is something that happened two weeks prior to that. Or just walking along the street, caught a totally like innocuous reflection of myself, and started almost shouting at myself in the street. Mm. When I was like, mm, "This is probably not about the thing that I think it is." <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not actually about. Uh, and I don't want to talk too heavy about what it might be about because I think that's that's, that's a whole different th- thing. But in terms of my relationship with my body, it's not actually like I'm I'm fine. 
Mm. <laughs> and yeah. everyone is fine the way they are. Um, it's what you said in the short. It's like the noise in the background. It's this constant voice that goes on in your head, right? So it's not like it's, it's impacting your life in ways that is hard to quantify, but it's, it's, it's not like you're not fine. You're fine. You just get on with your life and just fine. Yeah, that, and that was the thing. That's the point about the beginning of that. So this is the... the the script for the film is partly the audio diary stuff and partly like I pulled some lines from different days. You know, I've, I've edited um, the, the audio for it and written a couple of extra lines in just to make it tie it together a little mm-hmm. bit more. But it's broadly speaking, me just talking into a microphone. And what the thing that I find really difficult is this idea of like telling people that you feel awful about your body when you when you don't look what society would deem to be awful. That's it. That's it. Like... like and and also like trying to explain to people that like it's it's just like being a high functioning anything is that you just get on with your day to day life yeah. like it's absolutely fine like I've I've been skinny dipping with with my mates before I've been I have taken my shirt off at the beach before I've done all of this stuff before and I can do it deep down inside it makes me feel awful mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh there's a little bit of me even. Like, I've always been jealous of those people that can just whack their shirt off, no bother. Like, and it's not the fact of wanting to do that. It's the confidence of just doing it. Yeah. But, and it's just, it's just a strange, it's just, I think what I found most about it is this a really strange relationship. And, and I don't see that, the strangeness of that relationship. Hopefully this film gets a little bit across the strangeness of that relationship. And I think I, the one thing I didn't push hard enough is, is the fact that, like, it's, it is the duality of it, of being able to... Like, I've, I've been to parties in just a leopard print thong before. Mm-hmm. That's a story for another time. Yeah, yeah. But, just, yeah. but I, I've... It's like, what? What? All right, yeah, cool. it's fine. Yeah. Well, it's a story for another it's time. Different podcast. Different yeah, podcast. one of those parties. Um, <clears throat> but, like, and that's, and that's been fine, mm. you know. But at the same time, having to get over something in order to do that, that's yeah. the that's the hurdle. And then going home and being like, I never want to see a photo of anything that happened at that party. I never want to see a photo of me like that at all. I don't like being in front of the camera at the best of times with my clothes on, let alone mm. in a situation mm. like that. Um, so I just, I, yeah, I, I, I hope that some of that stuff comes across in the film. Like it's, it, it, the long and the short of it is, is, was just a film to remind myself to kind of be kinder to myself mm. and that's that's a phrase that my counselor used and I, I a lot, yeah. don't necessarily agree with it the whole way because I feel like it's a little bit um, airy-fairy like sometimes I need more specific <laughs> details yeah. but actually but it's true fundamentally it's true and to not like the bit that I liked in the audio, audio diaries was like I wouldn't take that shit from anyone else mm-hmm. and I wouldn't I would just walk away or I would you know start a fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i mean it's some, if i'll come to you and say oh you're a fuck come you know we will start a conversation for sure it'll be like why it. why are you saying that why, what why is making you think that well like you're a fuck come do you know what i mean like it's, it's, it's it creates a very uncomfortable conversation there but like when you do it to yourself the conversation isn't comfortable but it's repeated and it gets louder and it's like r- right so then you start believing it and that's the problem. It's just one-sided. It's a one-sided yeah. conversation where it's just going, you're a fat cunt. And there's no, like, where's the good voice in there? Yeah, where's the good where? voice? And actually, do, the, like, what I realised is it doesn't become about, what I, what I mean by it's actually not about mm. being being a fat cunt at all, is that, like, where is that voice that celebrates the achievements that you do instead of the voice that reminds you of your failures? Yeah. And that's a really obvious, like, like age-old um uh, comparison and mm-hmm. an age-old problem, but yeah. it's true, and that's all it is. Is like, where's the where's the positive voice gone? And so, I think it's just about pulling the positive voice out. Yeah, and for you, that became that became the idea for the short. So you were like, okay, so you were searching for things to talk about, and then Alex, your partner, just highlighted the fact that maybe you could talk about something like that that is very personal to you, and that you could share it to yourself first and foremost, and then to, with the world. Um, so how, when did you settle on it? When you were like, okay, I'm going to do this. At what point in the process you settle on it? When you say settle, do you mean settle on the idea of making a film about yes. about man boobs, essentially? Or, um, well, so you settle on the idea of making a video that will talk about something so private and so delicate for you. And at what part of the process you went from the idea is this to not, the idea is going to be me talking about the fact that I believe sometimes I am a fuck up. As soon as I started thinking about the f- 
making a film about it that's when i settled on making a film about male body image that's that's what i wanted so that was from the get-go that's what you wanted to do yeah yeah uh, yeah i think so and that actually it wouldn't have been in it wouldn't have been a year ago it would have been maybe uh a little bit later because it was kind of confirmed by me going to pictoplasma festival in berlin and seeing Mm -hmm. some amazing work by um some absolutely beautiful um beautiful animators uh and 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 it was mainly female body positive right. stuff. Okay, so that was the that was the the, the seed that, that started this. this I idea. think the seed was there beforehand, but this was this was kind of the soil, the soil in which right, I wanted right. it to oh, yeah, to grow. Yeah. Is that like there is a lack of I there is a lack of this stuff, or I feel like there is a lack of this stuff, and I can relate to the female stuff to an extent, but it but it talks about it in a different way. I mean, men don't talk about things. That's largely what the problem is. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you tend not to 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 talk about this stuff. No. Not a man. At no, least, yeah. You go for a beer. You just want to chill and talk about whatever you. Yeah, I think about. we talked about this in the last podcast about yeah, yeah, how, yeah. how boys don't talk about things. Men don't. So anyway, there, there was the. Um, so that's it. So that was that was the beginning of it. So like, and also from what I I'm hearing and mm. from seeing you know your career since since you started doing this stuff, it's like you you kind of need to have this side projects going on. I mean, I have my side projects have side projects, so I I I lose track of. Uh, <laughs> how many side projects have you got? Oh God! Well, I've just I've just finished a big one, Eric. Don't make me think about the others. <laughs> How have you got? I think. Well, well. Can we talk about side projects in general, just for a sec? Because yeah, yeah, what yeah. I find really interesting is is framing everything like a side project. Mm-hmm. And I think for a long time, like I was getting frustrated with working um, because work meant that I never had any time to do my side projects. And then I, I read an interview, and I'm I'm I think it was with Sophie Coco Gate, the animator Sophie Coco Gate, who said something along the lines of she reframed everything so it wasn't like she was working and then only had a little bit of time for the fun projects Mm -hmm. the fun projects were work they were her work the other stuff just paid the rent and so i was kind of like that's a really interesting mental shift so as soon as i started thinking about that the short Mm -hmm. films and stuff are work Mm -hmm. the rest of the stuff is Oh, it's a different type of work, but it's yeah. work that pays the rent. Mm-hmm. But actually, what I do as an animator, as a as a director, is what you have been referring to as the side projects. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's I think that's there's something really interesting about that about that um, just shift. And it actually means that I take I, since I started trying to think that way, is I take a lot more pride in the quote unquote side projects. And I take a lot more, it's not like I take less pride in my work, but like I, I will do the work, get paid, and then be able to work on my actual work mm-hmm. much easier, much, and, and, and it's still really difficult for me, but it's much easier than kind of thinking, when do I ever have time to do this kind of stuff? Because suddenly it's like, no, I must make time to do this stuff. I, have mm-hmm. to get, I haven't done any work today. What did you do? Oh, I did a bunch of stuff for a client, but I, like, I haven't done any work. And you're right. like, Okay, that's okay. Well, that's, that, that's let's free shift. up some space yeah. for that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Which that's is, a big shift. It's really important. I think mm. it's a really interesting mental shift. So that's that's just what I want to say about side projects in general. What we're yeah. referring to as side projects. Now that makes sense because if you are chasing a career as a director, I guess you know, especially an animation director, you have the opportunity to make your own movies. You don't need anything else but yourself to make your own movies, which is you could take forever, but you could still do it. I mean, I would argue that's not restricted to. There are very few things that, that well, have if that you're a director now, like yeah, now you can make your own movie with with anything. Like if you tell, you have a story to tell, you can make, make it on an iPhone. Tangerine yeah. was made on iPhones, you know. So it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it, uh, this is open and close bracket, but it's not just about the tools you're using. Like, it's never about the tools. It's all about the story. Like if you have something interesting to say, you can say it in many different ways. Yeah. And if you, if you appear or if you're lucky enough enough that you can find the right avenue to tell your story then that's where magic happens, right? That for you, it appears to be animation. So, like, you're great at doing movies because your little videos, I loved your little videos. I watched all of them. And, uh, but when it comes down to animation, you have, like, a complete different, you know, it feels like that's your right output to make it, to get it out there and to be able to tell the story. But you're amazing at telling your story with whatever you're using. You know, it doesn't oh, really matter. Very, that's very sweet. Like, I, I think that, <clears throat> you can't tell old stories, but you can tell the stories that are, that are important to you and you can mm. tell those in animation form and that's, that's what works. So that's what I think like when, if you can find the right avenue for you to tell your stories, then just go on and do it. Like, but the problem with the side projects is, <coughs> at least for me is, I really, 
it's hard for me to have that shift mentally of saying, you know, the side project is my work. Because, like, I'm not, I'm really not a podcast host. I do this because it's my side projects and I enjoy doing it. As much as I'm not, like, uh, an artist when I was doing my post-its every day for two years. Or I'm not many of the things I do as a side project. So mm. it's like you, I've, I've got many. And I, I, I can't say, I had some level of success here and there, but I've never been, like, what I produce has never been... Um, good enough for me to say oh this has been a success there's always something i can improve or i haven't i hold back in the way i tell a story you know like it's i'm never i always feel like there is a level of being vanilla in my in my experience in the way i tell stories which is <coughs> sorry what we discussed we discussed last time too yeah but you use that word vanilla quite yeah, a lot feel vanilla yeah. but i think to get back to to that to that idea of side projects as being your work and actually client client um work to be just what provides it kind of makes sense but also feels like maybe you're doing a disservice to your clients although you're not because you, you're doing you're doing your work no 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 it's not it's, it's not more a, like it's, it's not just a, a mental shift yeah towards. it's not it's not a, a physical shift it's or a time shift it, it's um i put just as much work into uh client work as i always have you yeah. know read yeah, into that yeah. <laughs> read into that wherever you want you can draw your own see, see previous clients yeah. for uh <laughs> for, hey, um, Q, interview with yeah, previous client exactly um it's 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 not about that and like weeks can go by where i've not had a chance to work on my side yes uh, let's refer to them how side do you feel about now. that well it's frustrating mm-hmm. it's frustrating but the what it means is that i'm excited to work on it and what I find really difficult is um, the, the I need to be excited about something to work on it. I find it really, really difficult, mm-hmm. client work or otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, there needs to be something in it to, to get my teeth stuck into. And particularly if it's a personal project. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've done up until now have been very personal projects. They've been rooted in yeah. something quite, quite openly rooted in, particularly Fat Boy, which is like, I, I would argue, uncompromisingly, uncompromisingly, like the most personal thing that i've made because it's literally just me talking into a microphone about i mean it doesn't get more personal than that well exactly um and i i have totally lost track of what the question was (laughs) um no, I was, we'll I was just, onto something, but I've, yeah, I've forgotten no, where we, I was we, going. We, we oh, closed, it was about the shift between... Yeah, we closed d- that tangent, right? Yeah. We closed that bracket. So we, we, Basically, uh, the answer to do I spend less time thinking about the client work is yeah, no. No, <laughs> that's it. Like, I'm, I'm still very professional and uh, I work very hard on the client work and my work is available at www.mrcastro.co.uk. Um, I think like, you know, the, <laughs> but the shift is very interesting because it allows you to to change the way you work on your side project. You know, now we're not side projects anymore, you know, the way you work on your work. Yeah, the projects. Yeah, on your projects, because you're like, this is it's not making me money per se, but if you're a, a director, that is furthering your career. Like if you're not doing your own uh, directorial efforts, then <clears throat> you get bogged down in client work. In client work, you might not do any directorial work. Well, also, it's just like it's... So it's kind of a necessity, that's what I'm getting at. Like, you know, if you want to become oh, a director... Yeah. You have to have your side projects. You know, you have to side projects, air quotes. You have to have these projects where you yeah. can um, sharpen your tools and, like, you know, get better at telling stories and, and experiment with it. I prefer to think of them as personal projects and side projects. I think yeah. that's that's the shift is the difference between thinking that one takes priority and again let's reassess the language we use. But like it, you love this, I thing, do man. love that stuff. I've well, got you really get into bogged it. Down semantic oh, all the time. I've got really, but my point is like rather than thinking here's a priority and here's what's on the side, uh-huh. it's it's more like here's what I do for other people, and here's what I do for me. That's a great way of putting it. And I think that's 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 the important thing. Like everyone who thing, wants yeah. to be an artist, it, like thinks they have something to say to provide to the world right and they have a, mm-hmm. like a a feeling that they need to get something out there um and 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 so you need to have that personal personal work going on otherwise well i feel like i need to have that personal work going on like there's loads of people that don't and absolutely fair dues if you can like bang stuff bang client work out like great fine you know just find mm-hmm. whatever makes you happy maybe they could just go mountain biking at the weekends yeah. and they can turn their brain up. that's that's great um i have moments in my life i can do that i can just bang out client work and not focus on anything but like the, the podcast i'm now two years in that is my glimpse of it it's like oh i'm, I'm now going to be speaking to someone i want to speak to 
Mm. That's mm. in front mm. of a mic. So I think that's 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 the thing for me is. <clears throat> but you know what you said? That personal one is personal, one is not. Um, I think that is that really resonated with me. Like I had a moment of like you know just like thinking, oh, of course, because then anything you do for that project is for you. So whenever you're doing any, whenever you're doing anything at all, like for instance for this podcast, right? I could say, oh, I can make a website called Adventures in the Creative Industries where those these blogs get turned into articles because then it's easier for me to find that answer or that thing we were talking about that I want to explore more. Do you know what I mean? Then it becomes easier because then it's not about, oh, I need to do this website so that people can come over and come and have a look. I need to do this website for me so it's easier for me to index and find things. So that changes everything. You know, that changes the way you see stuff, the way you, you, you look at your personal projects because then it becomes how can I optimize because I am I'm obsessed with optimizing things, right? So how can I optimize this for me rather than for other people? So I think that that's, that, that's going to change the way I do stuff, I think, a long time. Long time if I start that conversation in my head. I think it's an interesting... It's a, it, <coughs> at the very least, it's an interesting... Uh, it's something worth thinking about, I think. I watched, I, agree, yeah. I watched an interview with um, Eric Carle, my favorite illustrator, who obviously made The Very Hungry Caterpillar and other stories. and Which um, my daughter absolutely loved. Oh, like I just think he's the most amazing. And when you start watching interviews with him, honestly, he's the most amazing guy. He's the gentlest, loveliest guy. I never thought about checking these people out. Oh, well, neither did I. Apart from, uh, until I sort of I, I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole oh, and was go, looking yeah. for inspiration. And, and he's a really, really big inspiration for me. Um, and he was talking about the fact that he people say that he makes children's stories and he doesn't. He writes stories for him. And I was like. That is so cool. Yeah, because then you just change the Hungry Caterpillars for everybody that hasn't read the Hungry Caterpillar. It's all about this little hungry caterpillar. It goes through a lot of food, and then it goes through a leaf, and then it goes through a this, a, 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 like a, an apple, an orange, and then it goes through an ice cream. Oh, if you've not read the Very Hungry Caterpillar, what are you doing with your life? But yeah, I never heard the Hungry Caterpillar until I had a daughter. So for some people don't have kids, I have no idea. But like, it's such a lovely story because it's all about him basically eating too much. But uh, well, then... Well, don't spoil it. But then the caterpillar go back to eating leaves. And guess what? Becomes a butterfly. Beautiful. Spoiler alert, everyone watching, <laughs> listening to this podcast. Yeah, my daughter, absolutely. It was the first book she absolutely loved. I mean, I read that book so many times. Yeah, they're great. They're great. But like my, my, my point was the fact that he was like, I don't make kids books. I make, I make the stories that I want to see. Mm. I just thought, yeah, that's, that's, that's really inspiring. And it's really... It's really lovely. Like I, I only actually saw that after I'd finished Fat Boy. I think Fat Boy would have taken a potentially different direction if I'd. Do you think? S- like visually or otherwise? Uh, well, I mean, it, the the. the <laughs> to be totally honest, like uh, the last two films I made were about sort of versions of breakdowns that I've had, or <laughs> like uh, me trying to deal with quite heavy stuff. And I like I'm I'm kind of proud of myself particularly for fat boy i'm kind of proud of myself for like li- quite literally looking myself in the eye and having to having to deal with that and other people seem to be relating to it and that's yeah. that's what i want that's like I, I would love in the same way that this was just a film for me to remind myself like of a bunch of stuff it, it has achieved that mm. however it's sort of taken on another life in the sense of i've put it online and now i'm constantly checking how many views it's got and how many likes it's got so it's it, it's actually lost part of its power by me mm. for, for me specifically however um, other people seem to be relating to it. And I think that's really, really good. That's something like, I would love to start more conversations about this. And I've got plans to do like um, like workshops, group workshops around this kind of topic with people talking about stuff and making stuff. And I think that's the important thing. I've yeah. not figured them out yet, but yeah, right. that's 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 the idea. Um, <clears throat> but I, I just think that um, having done that for the last couple of films... Like I'd quite like to make something like lighter, light, yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't mean I, I, I say this to my students. I do a bit of teaching, so I say this to the students all the time: is that light doesn't mean meaningless. One of the students <laughs> described the kind of work that they wanted to make to be meaningless, and I was like, "Then, then what? Literally, what is the point? <laughs> like, there is yeah, no yeah. point in this. It has to have some sort of meaning, even if it's just to you." Um, I think what she meant was frivolous, light-hearted, playful. I think was what she was getting yeah. at. But um, the uh, I, like I. I really really want to start I've, I've done a heavy bit 
I, I think I would be quite happy punctuating my career with like heavy bit, soft bit, heavy bit, soft bit. And I actually think the soft bits can tell really, really interesting, really, really, um, like for want of a better phrase, high functioning stories. Mm. Um, and so I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I just think the last thing I did was really heavy. So now I want to do something light. And that's where Eric yeah. Carl's stuff really hits home for me. Cause it's like, so that's the next thing. So you're, you're already, you're already like, your mind is already going off into what am I going to do? Oh, next? I already, I already had ideas of what I was going to do before I finished this project. What's next? Uh, I've got a couple of, th- a couple of, of today, yeah. potential yeah. things that I want to do. Um, I want to, well, first of all, I'm, uh, I want to, I, I set myself a bunch of challenges for 2020. Mm-hmm. I thought this is a year that I want to be taken a little bit more seriously as a creator. Mm. I want to put more focus on the personal personal work that I'm doing mm-hmm. and be able to start to turn that into client work rather than them being totally separate. Mm. Um, and so I want to make a game. Going to make a game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that is yet, but like it'll exist in some in some form or another. Well, um, you can make it simple because you did the please hug me on uh, Dreams, right? People so have been absolutely like, crying it. out for please hug me too. It's amazing. Uh, absolutely crying out for please hug me too. It's it's uh, uh, how insane is that? It's, it's absolutely bananas. I, I'm so touched that people actually. So we did talk about this last time. With Dreams um, on PS4 is about to come out actually officially. Fourteenth. Yeah, and um, uh, you can build Valentine's anything. Day. Buy a few partners. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, you can um, you can build anything anything with it right so like now last time, last time we talked about it, it was quite a lot of, of stuff out there but now it's insane like now you can really see people going crazy but now they're trying they're trying to find a way to fix the animations because the problem was the walking the walk cycles are a bit like clunky and and now the community is slowly fixing it which is amazing so what it, because what you can do in dreams you someone build something and then you can build on top of that it's like it's hard to describe it's really, I would honestly, I would just go, go and check out. Just some check of the, out YouTube videos. Check so out at Media Molecule on Twitter yeah. um, and on Instagram and Twitch as well. Like yeah. they had a really big um, award ceremony for some of their creators this uh, last night. Well, as of recording yeah. last night. Last night. Uh, um, but, but like, go, go check it out. It's a really interesting project. But the, the and it's, it's going to be really, hopefully it's going to really take on and people are going to be able to, to make some amazing, well, so. they're already making amazing stuff. I mean, it. just look at what Mario Maker, people do on Mario Maker too. I mean, like Mario Maker 2 is insane. Like for, for, for platforming, it's just so much fun. Uh, but yeah, Dreams is going to be, well, uh, I, I hope it goes really well. Yeah, exactly. And like uh, the, the part of the point about that is it's such a useful tool, such an easy to get your head around tool for uh for making stuff that i made that please hug me game in 24 hours and and, and like it's people seem to love it mm-hmm. um 48 hours for 48 it was 48 hours yeah that's all right <laughs> <laughs> all right come on then um, well i mean at, like if we're gonna argue, technically it was two working days so it's probably so it less 16 than 40, hours. It was probably 16 hours um but the the, the <laughs> part of the point about that is particularly with dreams because of that i've got like a difficult second album syndrome like i made something like that i made something totally f- playful and frivolous i mm-hmm. made it just i'll just do this it's fine using the lit- quite literally the basics of what you can do in dreams i got an idea for you for please hug me too okay so you please hug me you're trying to get you know attention from people because you want to hug right right so the second one you finally get the attention but there's too many people yeah no, please you're one step ahead of me please hug me too please leave me alone that's, yeah, that's, that's what it. it's called. I've that's really it. been working on it. So like, you know, you, you've been looking for it, for that attention and you got it and you're like, oh shit, this is too much. I don't want the attention anymore. It's interesting though. The, the, I was speaking to, to John Beach, uh, one of the designers at Media Molecule and very close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, Shout. We, <laughs> shout out John Beach. Uh, and we were talking about, please leave me alone. It's more difficult because the satisf- the I like games that you can't win. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what I've learned about myself is that I like really unsatisfying stuff because that makes me laugh. That's funny. Um, and so please hug me makes sense because you're chasing a thing, you never get it, and then it's kind of sad at the end. And I find that hilarious. Other people think that I've got problems. Oh, then, a separate, some, separate line of question. Yeah, that's thing. like that if you want to look into it. I mean, I'm sure you're a counselor will have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Please leave me alone is more difficult because you're, the satisfaction gained from, is from staying away from something mm-hmm. is different to you try, uh, uh, trying to get something yeah. and not achieving it. Because that lays a horde of things following you. Yeah, it's just a different dynamic. And so it needs it requires a little bit more thought than uh, just running away. That's perfect. That's your number two. So, that's the, so, and so anyway, that's what I want to do. So th- th- I've got a thing for that. I've got a children's book that I want to write. Right. That I want to, t- I want to, I want to give it a punt anyway. And I, I think I see it as a film 
first and then work backwards and see mm-hmm. uh, like if it can work as a zine and if it can work as a zine can it work as a book and if it can work as a book i can know. see it because when you did the christmas um little cards this christmas the one did the little singing i didn't do, i didn't have time to do one this year from that from so that last song year. from last year right yeah i think that's bang on for kids i, th- I it's think so. so silly and it's like you know the thing dancing and I just I think it could work something like that I mean I'm not saying you need to do that but like I'm so your style could work for kids I think there's there's something in that and I don't know I don't know what it is yet like I I, I wouldn't consider myself a particularly good character designer in the slightest so I I, I really struggle with putting visuals to a, a character that I know I want to exist in the world collaborate with someone yeah, I'd like that's that's also on my list of things to do this well, year. Is, is more collaboration, games, and this children's story um, about uh, it's called the thing in the cave. That's that's the story. It's called the thing in the cave. All right. Yeah. That's, Currently. Sounds very scary, but yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that's the that's the point. We don't know what the thing in the cave is. Okay. What's the thing in the cave? Well, I'm not going to tell you. You've already spoiled the very hungry caterpillar. Oh, I'm not going to spoil anything else. But I have not written it yet. <laughs> right. But I think I'm pretty sure I know where it's going. Um, and there's another there's another project that uh, that I want to do um, about being tidy. And I've not. Uh, oh I've yeah, not, you said that. <laughs> it's like what the hell are you talking about? But then it makes sense. Tidying. Tidying. Yeah. I think, and I, I don't know if that's a game or if it's a film. I think I th- I think in film terms, and so I need to frame something like a film and then build game around it perhaps or, or i mean I, or rather maybe i think in story terms and i need to tell the story first and then figure what? out how that gets made it should be it could be a game and you call it a sparkle of joy and all you do is tidying so you have a room full of stuff and it's like you got like 30 seconds 60 seconds to tidy but there's not enough places to tidy everything so you can't win I don't know. That's the wrong. Well, let's not get into it. But I, th- I think that's the <laughs> that's the wrong kind of unsatisfying for me. There needs uh, there needs to be more of a as a messy person um, uh-huh. who lives with an incredibly tidy partner. Um, oh, that's fun. We uh, we, can't, we have head to heads quite a lot of the time mm-hmm. um, about th- about tidying and mess. And and I think what I find really interesting is the the that we're both right and we're both wrong. Not mm-hmm. about being not about being messy in general, right. like not you know not about leaving socks all over the place or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but about like needing to be messy sometimes. I find that really interesting, as right. as a, as a person that like even in my creative work, I find myself tied to my desk quite a lot of the time, mm-hmm. or straight on the iPad or straight on the Wacom tablet. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes I wish I had a massive studio that I could throw paint at the wall in, just just to be like bah. Yeah, 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 and that. And that will be fine. Then you need to tidy up after yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you that, do that, you can't just which is why dawn, yeah. I don't do it at home. <laughs> but <laughs> that's I think, what she hates. Exactly. <laughs> but I think there's something about this idea. In the same way, the big finds of trumpet was about. It's a classic, like odd couple thing. But mm. I think I love, I love that. And I think if there's a way of maybe subverting that somehow, in that being messy is actually the the good thing, but also being tidy is the good thing. Like, like, the, I, th- I think there's something in that. Again, that, and that's what makes it kind of unsatisfying because it's like you can, you can never one hundred percent win because because the other person is yeah. also right. <clears throat> I, th- I think that's quite an interesting challenge. Two, two player game. One yeah. of you's messing up the place. One of you's tidying up the place. Up. You see, yeah, I like that more. There's a lot of death in it, you know, because then it, then you're trying to explain something and saying, you know, you can sometimes you can both be right and wrong at the same time. If you take that approach to everything, politics included you can fix a lot of problems in the world. Uh, okay. That's <laughs> true though. Like, you've, you, you've definitely added weight to the lightness. with which lightness, I, uh, like, I was talking I want to do a really light project about global <laughs> politics. But like, it's true that like, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you're both right and wrong. And I think that's, there's definitely something in that. And tidying is the most like base level you can, you can expi- express that. I just love it because it's so obvious. It's it's like everyone does it all of the time, and everyone yeah. has these problems, or, or, or everyone doesn't. has these, or doesn't, and and, and, and that's that, fine, exactly. <laughs> and so I think it, it's I'm trying not to think, having spent ages thinking about like what I'm trying to say with Fat Boy, mm-hmm. like I, I I still believe that there should be a really good um, nugget as the, at the center of whatever the, the whether it's a theme or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I talk to my students a lot about the theme, like what is the theme, and it's like one or two words maybe about what your film is actually about. And what your project is actually about. I still think that's totally valid. But I, I think that like I've spent quite a while on some heavy stuff. So if I can find mm. like a light version of that, it doesn't need to be about depression. It doesn't need to be about specifically about mental health. It can just be about tidying, about getting along. 
It like, could just simply be about getting along. And, and, that's, yeah. and, and that's fine. I think I would just like to do something that feels a little bit like that rather yeah. than like all, all of the light things I still pour my soul into, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but it's allowed to be light. Because yeah. <laughs> that is like, is what you were saying. Like, you know, you can, you can have a, co- um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny because then you can have, you can throw relationships into it and like the more you tidy, the happier your partner is, but you, the less happy you are. And then like, you know, then it's not about being happy. It's about being balanced as a couple and, and work together. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, to my mind, like I know we're just, we're brainstorming this now and I yeah. love it, but that's, that's like the perfect two player game. It is, it is. Cause then it's like, it's not about winning. It's about finding balance. It's exactly. That's what, that's why I love unsatisfying games is it's mm. not about winning. Yeah. It's not about winning. You don't need to, if anything, like if anything, uh, well, let's not get too philosophical about it, but like there's I only, there's only one thing that's that guaranteed yeah. in life, right? Which is death. Death. Yeah. yeah. So like, <laughs> why why try why aim for like winning? You can't win. Yeah. You can't beat life. So you may as well just embrace it for like how weird. And that's why I love. That's why things that are actually quite sad make me make me laugh and make me really happy <laughs> because I think that's kind of like, you know, this phrase all part of life's rich tapestry. Yeah. Like that's what I that's what I think. You know, as <laughs> as someone that spends his whole life navel gazing and like navel gazing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And that's what the last few projects have been is navel gazing and sort of like look inward looking and trying to deal with a problem that I've got. You know. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's personally i think that's good for me to have done that and i'm glad really glad that i did and i think i I wish more people did stuff like that mm. uh, do you know what i'm gonna stop you there because like that is exactly <clears throat> that made me sound very worthy then i didn't mean to sound worthy i just mean we should all be thinking about how we feel about stuff you yeah know? And, and and express it somehow mm. i think the problem oh i hate what i said um i want to take what you say on board because the problem uh, i want to take what you say on board and i what i observed is a lot of time, creatives in general, creative people or artists, they 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 go through down making something that people might like, so they can get they can get get something either money or exposure or whatever that can be. And the people that don't do that are the one that eventually get somewhere. But to get somewhere, you have to go down the scenic route because. You're not making something for someone else. Hence, you're making something for you. And sometimes it takes years before people can actually come across you, you know, and they embrace your ideas because they're yours and it's something you're doing for for you. Or like because you have the urge of telling an idea. You're not doing this because you want to win prizes. You're not doing this because you want to be at festivals. You're doing this because you want to talk about body image for male people because it's not the same as body image issue for for female individual it's just the way that the whole the whole conversation is framed is different and it's not something we can change today but i'm I'm sure it's something that we can converge over time but there's just there is a lot going on there i don't want to touch on at the moment because i don't want to say anything wrong because as we said we're two idiots talking to a microphone so don't listen to us just just to interrupt for a second just a side note is that um Uh, you talking about sometimes it takes a long taking the scenic route and it takes yeah. a while to get Eric Carl didn't write his first well didn't make his first children's book Brown Bear Brown Bear what do you see mm-hmm. until he was 39 exactly yeah it just takes like, time and then from then you know the Hungry Caterpillar comes out of all that stuff I, th- yeah. I think that's right or maybe he made the Hungry Caterpillar when he was 39 anyway but regardless sometimes it never happens and sometimes it doesn't sometimes happen sometimes you die it and does. then it happens if you're doing it you're doing it for yourself if you're chasing something else you're out, your heart is never going to be in the right place but the problem is doing that is really hard because there's so much noise around you you know to find the mind space to say you know this is for me and i want to tell something that is for me or i want to i want to express something of myself to the world is like it's really hard because you are constantly bombarded by all these messages all these other artists and everything else is gone out there and it's really hard to just stick to to your guns and to your views and <coughs> On any level, you know, we're talking about animation and art in general right now, but it's, this is true on anything, even this podcast on anything. So it's, it's, I think the pressure of being successful with your personal projects or side projects or whatever you want to call it, I think is a real thing. It's something that some oh, people <coughs> set themselves up to do something because they want to get something out of it. So like you want to get a big Instagram account or you want to get... Um, that director job, you know, maybe you're doing this because you want to work at Ardman, just throwing something out there, you know. <coughs> Whilst if you focus on the telling the story part and not the rest, incredibly, you have a much higher chance for people to connect with you, you know. 
But even knowing that, I struggle with it on mm. a daily basis of making something. Am I making something for me? Am I making something for other people? Do I want to get money? Do I want to get um, fame? What What is that I'm doing? What is that I'm, ch- that I'm chasing? Air quotes. It's like, and when I see your work and you manage to kind of like fence off all of that and make something that is personal to you, I value that, you know, and I respect that. That's, that's what I like. That's what I've been trying to say. I think is how do you do that you know and that that's a big question so how do you manage to fence everything else off focusing on your inner voice and making something that is for you oh i have no fucking idea mate that's the main reason why we're here dude yeah but i've got no idea but like it's i'm kidding of course no no but it's true like i i, I get what you're saying and mm. it's kind of like i and i don't take this advice myself enough so it's very easy for me to say it to someone else but it's mm-hmm. like well just pick a thing <laughs> i mean it's true like it's just a case of like that. There's if you have lots of ideas of making stuff, mm-hmm. like just pick one and make it. And I'm not saying that's going to be easy. You know, it took me a year to ignore my first idea and eventually come back to it. And then just it took me two weeks to make the film. You know, but like it, it's the, the pressure that that artists put themselves under to to make stuff that's going to be successful i 100 percent agree that's part of the problem and mm. like you can kind of worry about that later <laughs> like yeah it's funny we started this the conversation in the other studio talking about where like how many views the film's got and like it's yeah. got a vimeo staff pick and all this kind of stuff like i told myself all the way along i'm just making this for me i'm just making this for then me and just happens and then as life. soon as i like put it online because it is a piece of work and i do want people to talk about it and yeah, i do want, want people, people to, to share it, it. And, yeah. I, and like it is now part of my portfolio of works um like i've now been like checking the numbers all the time and like checking the likes and like keeping the conversation going on twitter and it's sort of like okay great so now this personal thing has <laughs> like yeah. it's out there in the world and it's almost become de- I've almost become desensitized to its own personalness because it's out there on the internet well because you need to okay so it's all about selling in the end right willing it or not when you want someone you're selling an idea to somebody that you should watch this and what the way you do it is like oh look this has been you know staff peak from Vimeo so that carries a bit of clout and people watch it because it's staff peak you know and like you got to do that that's the problem. That's the problem a lot of artists have. Even if you do your thing, then you got to be able to to sell it. And I'm not like I'm good at doing that for clients, but when it comes to my own stuff, right? I I loathe doing it for myself because I'm, I like it's what you said. It's like trying to repeat myself and doing this for me and doing this for me. And then when it comes to put it out there, I'm like, oh, I just don't want to put it out there, but I need to because if I don't put it out there, then I'm I'm really am just doing it for myself. But do you actually need to? Like how many people, how many likes would, like, let's just use likes as, a, as an arbitrary yeah. example. How many, how many likes would satisfy you? There is no satisfying. There is no satisfying. Like, it's, well, exa- that's it. Exactly. Like, yeah. When I, like the podcast, for instance, right? How many, how many listeners will satisfy me? There is no satisfaction. I'm just happy that people are listening to it. I do, I, I do get where you're coming from, but ultimately, like, it, it, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing to try and talk about all at once because you're right there's things of like personal work and you know but ultimately promoing promo for yourself and then maybe getting some paid work out mm-hmm. of it like that's that's one end of things and the other end is like just wanting to make a piece of art yeah, you know just right. wanting to make not necessarily high art but like make something for you um i, I think like what does any of that stuff mean what does really what does a staff pick mean it means more like a vimeo staff pick it means more people see it yeah that's it it means more what does that mean really nothing well what it means is that your message goes through to to more people which is great like and that's really really positive um in terms of like what you refer to as selling Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean anything until somebody comes to me and says i saw this 100 like i'd like to pay you to do something else yeah so there's kind of it, it, it's, yeah. it's like awards. Like, what do awards mean? Nothing. Nothing, nothing unless you unless you can monetize them. Mm-hmm. Or like, or like, it's validation for yourself. In which case, that's you taking something from them rather than what they actually mean. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and so I, I, I mean, this is all well and good for me to say as someone that's only won one award ever in my entire life. <laughs> well, same, same. But like, winning that award is not like it's, it, it didn't change anything. You know, you win the award, and it's like oh. 
You okay. expect some like I remember like so I won um, Herman Brown won at uh, an award at the Scottish Mental Health Film Festival mm-hmm. last year, maybe the year before, and I remember like w- refreshing my inbox, expecting someone to be like, <laughs> I saw one you, million you pounds, yeah. and you're like, no, that doesn't happen. That's not how life works. Well, so the priority I would say yeah. is make if you make work for you. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what I try and tell, talk to my students about as well, if, is if you make something honest for you, mm-hmm. other people will respond to it. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, that's it. Like that, That's the focus. Then you just do it for you. Just make, make sure it's honest to, to, to you and what, what you're doing. But it's and then if you hard, want yeah. to promote it afterwards, mm-hmm. I think it's about separating the two things. Exactly, if you yeah. want to promote you it afterwards, to sell then, it. You, then crack on. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And sell it as an honest thing that you made. But that's why a rep... In, in, in our world, right, you know, having someone that represents you and that brings work to you is beneficial because that person is going to be doing the selling for you and it's going to be doing the selling to the right people for you. So if you want to get more work like that, you can, especially if you have someone that represents you. Yeah, I mean, I, like I have no experience of that, so I can't really speak to that, but, like, but I know you, people I, that do and, yeah, and it works really well for really them. They do really well, yeah. So, you, you, Would you, you know, try but, it? Would you try and get a, a representative for you? I am available for a representation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, I think you've got to chase it a little bit. Like speak to some of the people that you know they're being they're represented by someone. Yeah, speak yeah. I mean, I, it, it depends, on what you want, depends on what you want. What do you want? Like, I don't know. That, like, I want, well, you know what my plan for 2020 is? I want to make a game. I want to make a kid's book. And I want to do something else with this idea of mess. Okay. So those, those are my three things. Like, however I can achieve them, then great. Like, if it's okay. a case of doing a, absolutely smashing the client work for three months and then taking three months off in order to make those things, That'd be amazing. fine, I'll, I'll do that. Or yeah. if it's a case of what my normal process is, which is, yeah. you know, work the majority of the week and then have a day or a couple of days to work on my own personal stuff, then great. That's also fine. Um, and so like whether I feel the need for like representation and stuff at the moment, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. It's not, like, it's not what you, what you're chasing. You're not chasing more dietary work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you are, if you get a good client that could give you a good project. If, for if sure. people are going to come to me, then great. But yeah. like, I, I think that what the, 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 the place that I could find a use in that is that I know what my work feels like and I know why I make my work. Mm. I have repeatedly had people say to me, like we love your work, but we don't know what to do with you. Now, personally, I feel like that's not my problem. <laughs> like, like if we, if you've started, mm-hmm. if you've started a conversation, then why are we having this conversation? If you don't know, like yeah. what, like you know what my work is. Um, but it is a problem for me in that like nobody's going to pay me <laughs> like for that yeah. stuff. Yeah, so really having representation, money, having yeah. a producer essentially helps you um, shape yeah. and understand the shape of the stuff that you're doing. Yeah. Represent an agent, representation, well, an agent, you know, however you, know, you, a producer, whoever. An agent goes to the client and this client's looking for, they fill it out and they're looking for someone that does your type of work, right? So the, the agent will go to that client that you wouldn't have access to and then say, okay, I have, I have this guy, that's what he does, this is his style. And then if they're on board, you would get a project that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Mm. So that is a way for you to get paid properly to do your work, your, your, your client work, and then have the money to do your personal work. So... I, I get it. I, like I get do it. You know what I mean. Like, like, conceptually, I get it. I just yeah. I think it's um, and you further your career that way because you would do more directorial work. Right? Yeah, like, work. I think that's that. Yeah, I think so. That it's, I mean, that might be that might fold itself into part of Castro twenty twenty. Mm. So like, we'll <laughs> that sounds like you're going for president. <laughs> so we'll have to like see see where that goes. But I, th- I think it's um, th- it's a bigger conversation about like how we then how I as a studio or like am i a studio or am i a director and i think that's one of the conversations that's for this year conversation to have you with have myself to have, yeah it's is like to figure out what it is what is it because my work's so varied that's the other thing yeah. is I, i'm not like dan woodger or someone like that who has a very uh, a very particular house style and it, and it's and it's great yeah he does that thing that's uh, it. and it's like uh, like i love i love all of his work and it's so beautiful mm. like my work is all different and all like it, like visually, I think it, there are things that tie it there's, together. Yeah, there's a and thread. And emotionally, there's stuff that ties it together. Mm. But it looks very different, particularly when you compare things like cutting trailers together for Media Molecule mm. with Fat Boy. Like they're they're kind of worlds apart. Yeah. So it's quite difficult to then prioritize that. Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure how we got here in the conversation, but it's uh, well, it's all about that. It's work versus projects, personal projects, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's versus. Yeah, I mean, it's more about that balance. Like for me, this episode was all what was a way to discuss personal projects mm, mm, because mm. because I'm obsessed with it because I've been I've been failing on so many of those failing in a well, way. Why are you that, keeping this up? This is this is a great personal project. No, 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 no failing in a way that I'm not happy with it. 
failing in a way that like my message didn't go out there and people didn't receive my message and like this is this has been like a thread that happened you know ebb and flow in the last 10 years that i've been around and i've been freelancing and because for me free well freelancing for when i was when i was employed as well it's like I, I like to do this and it's not like i'm looking for fame but sometimes i am looking for recognition sometimes it's good to have people coming over and say hey i listened to that episode uh, of the podcast it was amazing i all like i've learned this thing or you know people say i'm, I'm seriously considering maybe uh, talking to someone to get a counselor you know this, this is this is why i do this podcast is because i want to connect with people and i want to have a voice a place where i can connect with people um because like when i used to vlog that didn't do it for me very much because it, it it took over my life and i value my life i value my time with my wife and now i'm with my daughter so it's like that's important for me you know and <clears throat> trying to find that balance air quote a magical line that you're trying to kind of hop on and off, left and right, up and down, and trying to stay sort of like in in the middle. I find it very complicated. That's why I wanted to do this episode about personal projects because mm. I wanted to hear from someone else's experience what it means for them to do a personal project. And for you, personal projects, from what I gather, it doesn't get more personal than that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it really is personal. You're not fucking around. I, well, I just, like... I, I'm not actually that imaginative a person. So like I, I can, I, like I make stuff that is about basically what is happening to me exactly at that moment. That's the level of imagination I put into this stuff. And, and so I think that's, that's good though. Like, well, you know, I, I, what's happening great. now? Exactly. Great. Yeah. Like, and that's fine. Uh, it's, it's just, I, I find it quite difficult to fictionalize. fictionalize. <laughs> Where do you find the encouragement to do all this stuff? Do you have a good inner voice for yourself? And he's like, you know, I can do this. I can do this. No, you've just seen a film about my inner voice. <laughs> yeah, your inner voice. <laughs> my, my inner is voice tough, is an arsehole. Yeah, it's an arsehole. <laughs> I can relate to that. But like, how do you find the encouragement to do stuff? I just think I. <coughs> I just think I'd go crazy if I didn't. So it, it, it's like the is the alternative. Isn't it? Doesn't look that good then. I just, I just like I, like I'm not um, maybe this is what people who are consider themselves artists are like like I don't know but it's just I don't know what I would do if I wasn't filling the rest of my time with other stuff like I play plenty of video games and I watch plenty of films so like once you've run out of those I could spend more time mountain biking that'd be nice but even that's a creative pursuit so it's kind of like what where do you where do you draw the line with any of that stuff I just I just think. All, all this is a hobby <laughs> really it's just hobby that uh, yeah. my hobby is work you know and I, yeah. I just like i like this stuff i like doing it if i didn't yeah, like so doing it that's why all my stuff's it, yeah. animated like i'm a crap animator really when it comes like from a technical perspective but what i what i love is is it sounds so cheesy and i, I say this all the time but it's, it's like the magic of playing something back and being like oh shit that actually looks like my face when i do that or that actually yeah. looks like confused yeah yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or excited that's or, what i like about animation it's like i'm like yeah in terms of being like a good animators <clears throat> the level is insane right now like there's a lot of animators out there that are beautifully uh, talented and they work really really hard but that doesn't matter that's what I'm getting at. It doesn't matter because what matters is telling stories. You can be the most amazing animator out there, but if you can't tell a story properly, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, like yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd, I'd like to think that I'd make something that someone responded to, not just visually. And I, yeah. like I assume that's the case because Fat Boys, there's no nothing. There's but no I, visuals. There's very few visuals. I just want like uh, part of it is laziness and and. <laughs> The well, least amount of visuals, it's the less amount of time animating. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Part of it is laziness, but the other part of it is like I just didn't want anything to distract. I did draw backgrounds and I drew props and all this kind of stuff. And it just, when I put them in, it just looked a bit, it was drawing focus. And this is all a film about focus. You, could have, you, about could, focus, have started, you could have started with him wearing his leotard and a party. That was one of the things in, in the it. other version of this film yeah. and lots of stuff to do with swimming pools and lots of stuff to do with nights out or changing rooms yeah. or any of that stuff. But I it, could uh, see that working, but then, you know, you, you, you went for a different approach. And it's, it's a different film. I think yeah. there's still room for the other film. I just need a, need a bit of a break from, from that for now. But I, I think that um, less is more. <laughs> that's, that's my thing. Less is more. You get bogged down easily, especially. Like if you're doing animation and you have many assets in it, it you just get bogged down. It's a lot of work. And I'm, 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 I would love to be able to put as much emotion into a tiny 
tiny little thing like Will Anderson does. I think his work is so beautiful, and mm. yeah, and he's he's a good friend of mine, so I'm biased. You but can see that you've been influenced by that work. Oh, so, well, he well, like I I animated it in in Moho, a different piece of software to something I'd mm. used before because Will uses it all the time, and oh, he, ha- he he taught me how to use this. Oh, basically. that's amazing. Okay, so like we we were sat in the pub, and he was oh, my jeans bloody ripped another hole in my jeans. Oh my god, what's going on? Uh, we were sat in the pub, um, and he was helping me like. Um, uh, put my characters together, rig my characters mm-hmm. together, and all that kind of stuff. And so it was like. So, it, did like, you like Moho over After Effects? For this kind of stuff, it has a lot of advantages. Mm. For this kind of stuff, but you know, that's technical software stuff. That's that's we could talk, talk right, yeah, for yeah. days and days and days about that. Well, I think cool. we need to call it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I've got to go and have some lunch. Yeah, I'm same. Good. Same to get some food. Um, well, Dan Castro, thank you again. We'll listen to Thanks this. Thanks for having me. No, thank you, Dave, for being here. No, thanks thank for you having for, me. for <laughs> Thank you for opening uh, about this project. Uh, it was interesting to hear um, more about behind the scene. Uh, tell people when they can find you. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at that Castro chap. Um, you can, well, I do have an Instagram account, but I never use it. It's uh, World of Castro, and you can find me uh, on my website. All my details are on my website, at Mr. Castro, M I S T E R Castro um yeah just give me a shout like if anyone ever wants to talk about anything or wants to talk about fat boy or yeah, yeah. it's all give him a shout give him a shout he's yeah, all and like comes to, to the work from home slack you'll find us there you can oh uh, yeah link in the link below link right? below and see below yes in the, in the show notes um you can find all of us there is a good community of people yeah. we just need more people on board more people that are active that would be amazing yeah come join us if you're if you're freelance or you work from home just come join us on the um on the slack group and slack. come say hello come slacking and that's it uh, thank you very much for listening and speak to you in the uh, next two to the weeks. Bye. 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 Yeah.